Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're tuning in. My name is Jonathan Torres Herrera, and you are watching The JTH Show. Uh, today, I want to speak uh, with all of you guys about uh, an important topic that I think is going to be important for many people, and that is America to reopen, what's next? But first, hit the intro. All right, so um, after some serious problems, uh, including um, some uh, economic issues, right, that the U.S. is facing, um, and for, to be fair, uh, many parts of the world, um, you know, we've had here in the U.S. mass layoffs. We've had, you know, uh, companies have to go bankrupt. Even people are filing for bankruptcy. Um, and what many, by the way, also consider a failed stimulus plan um, you know, there's a lot that is unanswered, right? There's a lot that people are needing answers to as far as, okay, so we reopen government, we reopen the country, right? And in, in every aspect or as, or as many, at least as in, in, in many uh, categories, right? Um, what comes next? What happens? What is, what is going to happen to our daily lives? Um, uh, you know, and there's a lot that a lot of us don't know, um, and, you know, I did some research, like I always do for you guys, looking at different ideas, right, that are being flown around, uh, flown around from uh, other parts of the world, right, um, that are being discussed in the medical field, uh, in, even in, in, in industries like construction, right, that they're needing to know, you know, what's going to happen when we need to have these massive uh, locations built and we have sometimes you know, upwards of maybe two to three hundred um, uh, construction workers, as it is sometimes, it's already really dangerous, um, you know, what they do, uh, let alone now with a lot of restrictions, you know, that, oh, you can only have half of your manpower on site because of social distancing. So anyways, I'm ranting, but the point is you get it, right? What is going to happen? All right, what is, what is happening here with America? Uh, and then, by the way, when I say, it is important to know what's going to happen when when America reopens. It impacts, right? Some of you guys know this. It impacts other countries, right? If America is on, I guess, a lockdown, right? If maybe they're slowing down some aspects of, of trade, for instance, right? Like an example, I live, some of you guys know this already because I've said it before, in San Diego, California. And I, you know, the city where I, I live in neighbors with uh, another country, another country city, uh, Tijuana, Mexico. And, you know, the border for many people has been closed and it could continue to be closed. And that impacts um, the local economy for sure. And it could definitely continue impacting trade. Right. And I'm not talking about big trade and, and, and big imports and exports of gigantic companies. I'm t sometimes talking about you know, companies that, uh, or businesses rather, some companies sometimes sound so large and massive, but small businesses of people that, as an example, will come here and buy massive amount of things that are either um, on special or businesses, other businesses that are having, uh, you know, um, clearance sales or even things, uh, something called like the, the swap me. Some people call it flea markets. The point is that they'll buy all that here and then they'll, they'll try to import it into Mexico um, and sell it there, right? And, you know, that is being impacted severely. 
I, I know someone that I saw on, on a Facebook group where like, you know, I haven't been able to do my usual swap meet shopping to bring it here um, because, well, first of all, there are no swap meets right now. And, um, you know, usually it's just, you know, I'm just warm, me and my daughter. And, you know, the person was like, and I, I can't even cross right now. She can. But, you know, we do this together. So anyways, you see my point, right? So there's there's definitely many, many areas of, of the country, um, at least in the United States, that impact other countries and that people want to know what's going to happen when we reopen. So here's my, my overall assessment um, and you know what I want to share with you guys today. Now, it is important for you guys to understand that I did my best to use critical thinking, which is a video that I'm going to do about, by the way, a whole video on this topic of how little sometimes people use critical thinking, which it sounds to some people, by the way, like, you know, fancy way of seeing of saying use your brain. Right. Um, but it's scary sometimes how people choose not to use probably one of the most important, most powerful muscles in their entire bodies, their mind. All right. More on that later. A new video to come soon. First, let me make sure that I leave very clear on here that no one knows, just like I said earlier, right? No one knows, including me, for certainty, what is going to happen. No one knows. Now, I know what you're going to say, but, and we're going to get into those buts right now. Um, that's wrong. But anyways, let's start. Location, location, location. That's one of the first buts, right? People will probably tell me, and actually have told me, oh, JT, but... Um, you know, in China or in Russia or in Sweden or in here or there or Italy, they did this. Stop, stop. First of all, unless you have someone living in one of those countries, you've been to one of those countries recently while this whole fiasco is happening. It is hard for you to make comparisons that will certainly impact us here, here, by the way, wherever you are. So an example, if you were to be watching this video right now from the Philippines, you know, and I mentioned the Philippines, they have a lot of acquaintances in the Philippines, uh, good friends. It is hard for me or for them to be like, oh, what happened in, you know, where you live? And I'm like, oh, everything's back to normal. We're, you know, we're shopping, we're doing this. Why is it not happening in your country or vice versa for them to tell me, oh, no, here, nobody even cares. Why do you guys care in your country? Understand that. Theories and conspiracy stuff aside of whether or not this is real, um, which full disclosure, I do believe it is uh, to a certain extent. Understand that for you to watch TV or to watch some guy on YouTube like me and to say, oh, wow, JT's telling me that everything in his city is back to normal. Why is it anywhere I live? Right. And you right the second you might be like, well, duh, I knew that already. Believe me, maybe you're one of the special ones. There's a lot of people that don't, that will judge what's happening elsewhere on why things are not either better or worse where they're at. So as obvious as it might sound, location, location, location will be the first thing to really pay attention to, to, to really see what's going to happen in the next following weeks, even months, based on whether America reopens completely and back to normal. I personally believe when it comes to location, 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 it's going to be based on um, concentrations, right, uh, of, of, uh, of the, you know, where the infection really, you know, hit, like in New York City, right, not New York State, but New York City, based on, on sheer numbers right now that you can get on the internet off the, like the John Hopkins map. 
um, LA, for instance, which is really close to where I live, right in San Diego. Um, they had a lot more cases than we did down here in San Diego, even though we're two hours apart. So whatever happen, happens there doesn't necessarily mean doesn't impact me here in San Diego. And we're really close to each other. So just please start thinking about, you know, where you live, you know, what really is going or not going to impact you uh, when you're like rushing either to get America reopened or when you are pushing back on America reopened, right? First thing to think about. Second thing would be, Food, uh, well, supermarkets, right, in general, the food supply. From what I have gathered, there the, the food supply has definitely been, been hurt, right? There are reports where farmers are throwing away, even some videos I came across on Facebook and TikTok where um, there are farmers that are having to throw away a lot of supplies. There's specifically one that I remember about a guy that showed, uh, like, it was insane amount of onions that he had to just, you know, throw away, um, in, you know, onto a part, a part of his property because he's like, hey, the, the, the truckers are not coming to get this for whatever reason is happening with freight trucking, at least where he lives. And he's like, and all this is not going to get distributed to the supermarkets that I normally distribute to, right? So the supply chain will definitely be hurt um, for a while, in my opinion. Again, because of the, the limitations that if we allegedly open, some people are still going to be under, right? The distancing and stuff like that, Um the constant cleaning, which by the way, it can take a lot of energy. Just think about you and your house right now. If you're anything like me and my wife, when we shop at a supermarket and we bring things back to our home, we wipe them down. So that takes time. There is no longer, you know, the, the 20, 30, 40 hour long to go get groceries, bring them back, put them in the fridge or whatever in the pantry. Now it's, you know, go first of all, just to go to the store. Sometimes uh, it's an hour and a half, two hour endeavor because well, you have to sit outside and you have to wait in line and then you go finally in and then you're inside and everybody's like, you know, watching themselves really closely. You get it, right? Then you come home, you wipe everything down. Again, that is if you're like us. That's going to impact. That's going to impact the supply chains in, in, in many different um, industries, right? Because of you don't know what kind of, you know, intense cleaning they're having to do day by day. All right. So supermarkets, whether it be gigantic ones like Walmart, um, the Food for Less is over. I mean, I have a Food for Less here. I don't know where you guys have Crest, some parts of the United States. Um, you know, they're either going to try, in my opinion, to price hike unintentionally or intentionally or both. And that is something that is going to be really hard, in my opinion, for any of us to really... Um, Find out if, hey, we're paying two more dollars, three more dollars, even a couple more cents for whatever item you can think of. An example like eggs or milk. It is it intentionally or is it because they're trying to take advantage? I think at the end of the day, there's going to be a combination. But ultimately, we are going to see um, some type of uh, increase in the stuff, the, 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 the even the necessities that we have to buy. Not just like, you know, like, I don't know, like razors, you know, which are not necessarily considered a necessity. Um, but we're definitely going to see an increase. Um, funny thing that my wife mentioned earlier, um, about, you know, seeing an increase is like, well, does it balance out though? Because now you're not maybe using as much, um, gas cause you're not driving as much or for some of us, right? Like in my case, I don't, I, I already have a very eco-friendly vehicle and it doesn't waste a lot of, uh, gasoline. Um, but now I've, man, I, I really haven't pumped uh, gas for God, two months, I think at this point. And, um, you know, so is the savings there? 
balancing out with the increases he has the supermarket. I don't know. It's going to be very uh, unique to many families, right? This just depends. Some of us have not stopped driving. Gas has gone down. Then again, are you paying more for that in the store? So that's one thing to consider. And that's one, one thing that I think will continue, right? And there's no clear um, end in sight when to things will quote unquote go back to normal. All right. Third thing here is uh, schools, including colleges and universities. So this one, I'm sorry, break it to you guys. And, you know, especially those proud parents. And I'm a proud parent. Kids are going to be kids, guys, right? Um, whether you're talking about grade school or you're talking about kids in, in college or university. Uh, it is my opinion, based on me having children, me at one point in, um, sometime back driving even for Uber and Lyft, and picking up a whole bunch of college students uh, for Uber rides and lifts and just hearing their conversations and what their, you know, their thought processes. No, not for everybody. And I shouldn't have to say this all the time, but I feel like there's always sometimes somebody watching me saying, well, I am a college kid and I'm not sorry if I offended you. I'm not everybody, of course. But there's going to be a large chunk of kids, whether again, grade school or college universities that are going to continue with their life with what they're used to doing. That includes you know, sometimes any reason to get together, you know, you're going to have um, in grade school, kids that are going to have birthday parties, whether you're talking about high school or middle school or elementary. And the parents are going to be like, yes, go, because that's like the one time that I get you out of the house and I'm going to drop you off at the party. Right. And it's going to naturally happen. A lot of parents do that. I'm not saying that I do, um, but a lot of parents do that in college. You're going to have kids that for a lot of them, that's what they've been waiting for for their whole lives as far as you're concerned you know I, I didn't go to college but I know a lot of people that did I again from picking up rides on Lyft and Uber I have heard you know the stuff that they look forward to and I don't blame them I mean if you do I mean you can be like well you know they need to be responsible they need to be you know they're going to be the, the adults of the future sure yeah to a certain extent okay but also know that this is what they've been waiting for. And maybe you already forgot what it was, you know, to wait for something like that your whole life, um, even if you agree or not. So when it comes to schools, I think they're going to go back to normal. They really, like, I would say 90% back to normal. Um, there's going to be, you know, the handshakes, the hugs, the, the adults in school. They're going to try to, you know, remind everybody about social distancing and clean and all that stuff. But then ultimately... There are more students than there are teachers. <laughs> like, that's a fact, right? Um, they're going to get overwhelmed in the sense of like, oh, my God, these damn kids. You tell them not to do this, not to do that. And here they are high-fiving and hugging each other. And you get the point. Okay. Retail, dining, and nightlife. That's also something that I feel in, in, um, in large part will probably go back to about 90% of what it was. There are going to be the exceptions, right, like in retail where you're going to have probably a lot of these big brand name stores that they definitely don't want to lawsuit, uh, maybe add more resources to the cleaning, right? The daily cleaning and the constant cleaning, not just at night when they have like, you know, the, the people that stock up the shelves again and they kind of make the store to clean and the usual mopping. I think big brands like Target, Walmart, they're going to, you know, really put money into um, making sure that it is obvious to the, to the average consumer that they are uh, respecting the whole regulation of keeping clean and distancing and all that stuff, right? Until it uh, also is forgotten and it goes away. But other than that, I think like the dining, at first you'll have restaurants that will see people apart. 
And then as those restaurants, and you probably have one in your city that is very popular, that a lot of people line up outside to go to, more and more, they're going to inch towards, okay, let's get one more person in. Or rather, another party in. Oh, yeah, maybe a person. Okay, let's put them over here. We go from, you know, maybe even 10 feet apart to six and then three. And then it's like, okay, as long as they're not facing each other, it's normal. I, I, I also don't blame the restaurants. You know, there's a lot to understand when you are talking about uh, a financial future, right? And we are already, a lot of us are hurting enough as it is. So for some restaurants, for you to sit there, um, very briefly, I mentioned something, an example that I heard in the morning uh, from a, another YouTuber. I don't want to mispronounce his channel, um, but he mentioned something that was really interesting to me. A video about a Karen that recorded some uh, Chipotle employees trying to almost get them fired for not like doing this to the mask and talking or something and then putting it back on. Um, and just different. There were different clips, I guess. I was just hearing it in the background. I was getting ready. And in my head, I'm like, that's normal. That's going to happen. Like, I still sometimes reach out to to shake a hand because I, I it's been in me. You know, it's been it's been instilled in me for years. I'm 33 years old. You know, hell, when I was growing up, if I didn't shake, like, an example, uh, uh, the hand of someone in a party, especially like a family member, my, my mom would be like, andale, andale, que es de rancho. You know, my mom would just, you know, they would get, <laughs> that she, would, she would bully me. She would bully me. Um, you know, you're just like, okay, you're going to read chance. It's normal, right? So, and the, even, yeah, the hug and kiss, my wife's like, well, they're like, you know, she doesn't want to kiss me. But she was like, ah, oh, you know, like, kiss me. Like, that's true. At least in my culture, it is very, you know, common that, you know, you reach out and you're like, oh, you know, and that's, it is normal. And now it's like, oh, don't handshake hands. Don't kiss. Like, not, you know, the greeting, you know, if you can, if you can, don't even up, like talk in another direction. Like, como estas? Muy bien. You know, it's just like, just so that the, you get it, right? So is it going to just go away? No. So in dining, it's going to happen, right? You have drinks. People are going to want, by the way, which then goes into the nightlife. And some restaurants start as a, like lunch dining and then move into the nightlife, right? Because they have like a big bar section and it's going to happen. People get close. It's how a lot of us mingle. I enjoy a good beer with a friend of mine um, often. And, you know, we don't necessarily sit from here and he's over there. I'm like, cheers. No, we're, you know, we're pretty close to each other. So if hypothetically I had Corona, he did, we would have given each other Corona a long time ago because we sit next to each other. It's normal, right? So I think that, you know, what is a good word? Um, um, habit, whatever, for now, will come back naturally to us. Right. It's just um, you'll respect the rules. Like all of a sudden the restaurant will be like, OK, party of two. Can you guys please just come in? Please keep it apart from each other. The waitresses are not our nannies. They're not, you know, they're not going to be like, sir, sir, back off, back off, sir. One foot. Well, first, I don't want to end up on YouTube. Right. Or on Facebook. So that when they're like, hey, did you see party of three over there? Like on top of each other? I just, leave them alone, dude. Whatever. Right. They're busy. You know, I need to get this played out. It's going to happen. OK, so dining, retail, I believe um, nightlife is going to go largely back to what it was not today maybe not tomorrow but i think before the end of the year i might even go as crazy as go back to this video i, I don't know sometime in november and go to my downtown san diego where i know that you usually find like and all this, you know and just record for you guys and say see i told you guys right and the bars are gonna reopen again always making sure that publicly they look like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing if these regulations continue but 
and you get it. Okay, next one. Um, the uh, the last thing that I wanted to conclude this video with is the when people say, "Well, you need to let us go back. We need to be let uh, you know let our responsibility or um, uh, let us do you know um, whatever we feel you know we're we we can be responsible for right." And then we have people like Obama back in the day when Trump was going to get elected and it's like, I trust the American people. Um, or you have Ben Shapiro, right? So, you know, who said the same thing, by the way. It's ironic. But he did say something like, I trust the American people. They're going to do what they... Listen, I'm sorry. You're trying to be romantic. You're trying to win over audiences. That's BS. I want everybody right now. Pay attention. Okay. You trust the American people? Straight up. I can hear in my ear people be like, hell no, fuck, no, fuck this. I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear you. I don't blame you. I don't either. I'm sorry. I'm part of the American people. And what I want to say, you can trust me. If for some reason I feel like going out and buying a six pack of beer and, you know, the quarantine is still on, I'm going to try to find a way to go buy a six pack of beer. Or if I want to go buy, I don't know, un antojito, you know, with my wife, I'm going to try to figure out how to get. And I'm sorry if I disappoint you. And that's how I feel about when someone's like, oh, you got to trust the American people. They're going to do the right thing. In my opinion, you're being irresponsible, romantic, stupid by saying, just saying that. Do we need to let things happen the way they're going to happen? Yes. That's not trusting the American people. That's more almost saying, hey, fuck it. And to a certain extent, that's kind of what needs to happen. I think it'll be like, it should be, by the way, um, kind of like, and I, and I hate to compare it, but it's the closest thing I can find to this. Some of you guys will remember 9-11. When 9-11 happened, you know, I was a kid. I was in, in Memorial Academy. It was in middle school. And, you know, I remember, you know, that shortly after getting a flight, you know, was a headache. I remember I had a substitute teacher because my teacher was actually in another state. When he flew back, I remember he shared with us, like, man, it took him. I remember, you know, him saying, you know, sharing it with, like, the other teacher aides and stuff like that, that it took him like six hours. And yes, I was a nerd. So I got to talk to my teachers like that. Um, you know, and I remember him saying like, it's, it, you know, him sharing that it, this flight that day, I remember he said it got canceled. And, you know, when he tried to come back, it was a nightmare. And ever since, if you've ever flown, especially from a big airport, um, like O'Hara or LAX, um, it's, it can be a, a, a headache, like Dallas, Dallas airport, the, the love airport or whatever airport they have down there. Um, it could be a headache, right? Cause they, they, they implemented the whole TSA, but now it's just like you live with it, right? You don't, you don't think it's going to go away because there's no longer anybody that wants to shoot a plane down or use a plane to attack any country for that matter. No, it has become a measure of security. And sometimes you can get through TSA really fast. No problem. And sometimes you don't, right? Um, to add to that real quick, by the way, when it comes to like the, how serious people take this whole Corona, Going back to my 9-11 example, I remember clearly that there were, you know, if you made a joke about anything to do with a, you know, with a plane um, that was like dark humor, but, you know, if put it this way, if the council culture, culture existed back then, you would have been canceled. You're done. Right. Because it was a sensitive topic. And, and you know, rightfully so. Many Americans died. Many innocent people died, period. Whether they're American or not. Many innocent people died. Um, but now... I was uh, talking to my wife last night. And I'm like, do you remember that, you know, years later, there was that one movie. Um, I want to say it was like Meet the Fockers or the one before that 
where Ben Stiller was like, you know, they had a little ha-ha where the guy was trying to put the a bag, on, you know, on the overhead um, storage, and he was like, bomb, 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 bomb. And it was like, ah, ha-ha-ha, weird ha-ha-ha, you know? Um, there's even um, uh, Kumar who did a, another joke on another movie where he's fully dressed um, in, I want to say it was like um, what they were trying to at least um, push, like maybe, um, I don't know, like Middle Eastern wardrobe. Uh, and he did like a sign like this, right? You know, like he, he's in a plane and he's like, ooh, you know, like he's going to drive the plane down. Again, it would have happened even a year, two years after that event. You would have been done, man, in the industry, I would think, right? It was not funny. And it's, to be fair, man, I get kind of weird about it too. Even when Pete Davidson makes jokes about his dad dying um, in the World Trade Center, if you didn't know that, and he kind of, you know, uses that as a punchline at... It, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. That's just me. But the point is, a couple years from now, maybe less, you're going to have people completely dismiss and forget about this whole corona. And that's why I'm going to close this video out with. And that's why I think things are going to go back to normal a lot faster than what you think. Um, I think we gradually, right, in the world, close down many areas, many cities. But I think when it reopens, it's going to reopen. And it's going to reopen hard. And that's my opinion. Are there some things that are going to fundamentally be different about our life? Yeah, not just in the United States. Around the world, there's going to be some stuff that are going to be, you know, different fundamentally. Right? An example. Um, I think that the world is going to be a lot more harsh when anybody in any country decides to, I don't know, add back to their soup recipe. Or to their recipe, add bad, whatever, you get the point. Um, you know, people are going to be like, yeah, don't do that. Let's not, you know, let's not eat animals that have been known to give us diseases. And I think the world's going to react a lot harsher, a lot more harsh. Like it already happened once. This is the second time, by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, research it. I think that, um, yeah, I think there's going to be a large chunk of the population that's going to react very aggressively the next time we hear something similar is beginning to to spring up anywhere for that man, not just in China, anywhere. Uh, rightfully so, right? Because of that, what everything that has happened now. Um, again, the cleaning, I think for a long time, you're going to have stores, especially those big brands, aggressively show the public that they're cleaning. I, I ultimately think that the distancing will go away, you know, very, very soon. Um, people here and there will bring it up. Like the thing I just said earlier, the Karens of the world will bring it up. But I really think it's going to go away. That's just my opinion. That's it for today, guys. Uh, thanks for watching this uh, video. I really appreciate all the love and support you have uh, you have given the channel. For those of you guys that I regularly watch, um, that's it for today. Thanks for watching. Have a good one. See ya.